Ukraine is as well very diversity. That's why here you can feel, you know, like the spirit of uh, Soviet Union uh, in architecture and the way people do business, because uh, that's how it works here in Ukraine for over like 20, 30 years. Why would it change? And still there are people who are trying to open the door to something more modern, new, underground as well, young and uh, fresh. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people then from 2018 to 2019. For two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you all so much for the support. I am grateful. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 25 on Apple Russia, and just today, top 25 on Apple Italy and top 20 on Apple Poland. So thank you so much. My guest today is Yulia Vlasova. Yulia was born in Kiev from a master's degree in public relations at the National University of Kiev, Mohila Academy, to volunteering as an event manager at Amnesty International, from SPN Communications to Admitad Global to Matchmaking Lead. She is now a senior business development representative at Belkin's where her sales team allows companies to reach sales goals quicker and reduce customer acquisition costs with a higher ROI. She is a big fan of techno music, has a little dog named Hugo, who she loves very much. Yulia, how are you today? Uh, thank you for a great intro, and uh, I'm fine. We're going to have fun. We're going to play. And the question that comes to my mind right now is... What is a story in your life or childhood that is really meaningful to you, whether an experience you had, a connection you had with someone, or um, something you did that really touches your heart when you remember it? Mm, I think the first memory or everything related 
when I'm thinking about the house of my grandparents in the west part of Ukraine, uh, near Lviv. And it happens that um, like up to 15, I think, years old, uh, all my summers I spent there. And, you know, the nature, the people, uh, it's like a small village near this big city of Lviv. And everything related to it um, just makes me feel so, um, you know, like nostalgic about this time. And um, I like the chance when I can go back there and uh, spend time. But, you know, things change. And uh, my friends who used to be small, actually, I used to be small as well, uh, we are grown. Mm, growing up right now but still I think this is the best place for me and for my childhood so and I have a lot of dreams uh, with this uh, village so yes for me this is this um, the house of my grandparents I love that it reminds me of Marcel Proust <laughs> à la recherche du temps perdu or in search of lost time or it has multiple titles, but it's similar. So I have to ask you, there are three questions I even ha have, so I'll try to make them short so it's not confusing. One, nostalgia is usually um, an emotion for people who are highly organized, who don't like to take too much risks in life, but, well, you love techno, so maybe it's not true about you. <laughs> but And people who in some way they prefer to have a safer past where it's in childhood and you're taken care of rather than being the adult who has to do everything by herself and is responsible for her bills and her dog and her work and everything. I won't ask it to others, it'll be too much. But can you comment on this, whether this is a true about you or you're both very more like risk-taking uh, loving of new things and techno and everything and at the same time you have that nostalgia or you are that person who prefers safer times with no responsibility and the past mm, well i would say like yeah i'm not the person who likes taking a lot of risks and i would prefer when everything goes as it is you know like in life in my routine but uh, I'm just like, um, I use this word nostalgia and um, describe myself as nostalgic person as just because, you know, I feel like a lot of uh, things, memories from the past, like catch me from time to time. And sometimes it can be okay for me, uh, but lately I just understand that it's, can be not really comfortable because um, childhood something that I can't come back anymore. So I better like put it in the past and don't touch it anymore. So just memories and just I just enjoy uh, laying in my bed and thinking about what just was in my childhood. But um, I would like to live now. I'm imagining. But no risks. Yes. <laughs> And now I'm imagining you're like most people, of course, maybe you're in the shower or in bed or reading a book and then some memory may be like not so good, like someone made fun 
or you did something wrong in childhood and it's like, no, 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 stop, or like that. I don't want to remember this. So I'm imagining you are like that and that you're a very visual person because you spoke about that even in your dreams, you dream about childhood. You said that you sometimes like to daydream in bed. So I have to ask you, are you a highly visual person? You can imagine anything and make it seem as if it's real. And did you use that in order to become some kind of painter or do any kind of artistic work? Mm, yes, I would say like I'm a person that likes to um, to imagine a lot of things and it can be hard because my fantasy sometimes uh, gets in very, very dangerous <laughs> because it's like I don't like to have limits in my mind so I can imagine and I can see a lot of different pictures in my mind. And uh, regarding the arts or something related to it, of course, I would say like I'm a person um, that likes beautiful things and beautiful, you know, like everything related and around me. And uh, that's about aesthetic, about arts. So music like techno is also related to arts and something that you have in your mind and uh, music voices so you want to put it on a record so uh, to listen to it when you have this special mood just something like this I love what you're saying and I will try always to focus on one thing at a time you said you like to not have limits in your imagination and then you said that sometimes your imagination is dangerous and i'm assuming and please correct me if this is wrong that this relates to risk that sometimes your imagination gets so big and vast that to make it real you will need to take a lot of risk and so in some way a part of you tries to stop that because there is this conflict between the limitless imagination and the reality of not wanting to take risks. Is this correct or can you tell me more? Mm, well, I would say yes, you are kind of correct. And um, the the problem uh, about imagination that um, sometimes you, you can't stop. Well, if you work in, um, mm, how to say, uh, in an industry related to arts, it can be very useful for you. But if you are, you know, like living a human basic life and for you to live in imagination so often can be even harmful. Yes, I like it as a, like my leisure time, but uh, I'm trying to tell myself that don't be so much into your, you know, like dreams, imagination and so on. Uh, like be here, you know, like in present times. Thank you. And I have to ask more because what happened is that for humans, I am hearing two things. I am hearing that you're someone creative who likes boundless imagination, but I hear a drive for pragmatism. And it's not really, I mean, okay, I don't want to offend you when I say this, but it's not your voice. It seems to me maybe in your childhood, at some point, maybe it was a parent that told you, stop being so unrealistic, get real. Or maybe at some point, 
you went to live alone because of university and you needed to work and pay the bills and you're like uh Yulia stop being unrealistic you need to work you need mm -hmm. to do xyz in order to become that person and therefore it's in a way trying to change that natural creative unlimited part of you can you share whether there was such a story or experience or advice as well as comment on some of the guests told that when they went and lived outside Ukraine, they were surprised that people don't try to tell you how to live your life. I'm not saying that this is what I say, but what they're saying, and that sometimes anything you try to do, even strangers will come and tell you their opinion and what to do. And um, if you make mistakes, they comment and try <laughs> to criticize and they get involved, even if they don't really know you, as well as, of course, family and parents, they're always trying to tell the person how to be and what to do. So is this related to why you're becoming or decided to be more pragmatic? Or maybe it was your own personal decision? And can you comment on this whole dynamic? Well, uh, I will start with the, you saying about parents or someone telling me stop being so unrealistic. Um, I don't remember, but it's very interesting you know, notes. Uh, I think that I myself, I myself am very re realistic person. So it's about um, I think life. I don't want to be, you know, like I don't want to sound uh, very like a child. But it was life who told me stop being so unrealistic because uh, when you grow, you understand how life uh, goes around you and what's happening what how people live and I think it was me who told like uh, now you're about to uh, start working and it's not just about um, earning money earning money about like if I want to like afford something in my life for now it works like I have to pay for it so for me, it's like more just as it is. I understand. So it's more about, and correct me if I'm wrong, you think, okay, imagination, it's beautiful, it's fun, maybe it's too much in your brain that thinks a lot, but it doesn't give you the reality of life you want. So you have to keep in touch and be present with reality so that you can change it because only what is real will give you the life that you wish for, correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then I have to ask you again, because you spoke about how sometimes your imagination will like run on its own and it's unlimited and maybe you cannot control it or thoughts about the past come to you without your choice. Then I have to ask about the other side. Are you someone who worries a lot? Do you get like if you have a worry or a risk, like we mentioned, you don't like risk-taking, or a problem, you keep thinking, 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 and it's almost, you cannot stop it, and it's a bit of something you dislike, or is this only with the memories of the past and imagination? Mm, well, kind of, yes, sometimes I worry a lot, because, again, I want everything to go as it is, and it's not, you know, it's not um, like a, blind idea i'm afraid of taking any kind of risks it just 
um, I'm okay right now with everything in my life. Uh, with parents, uh, with myself, uh, with my colleagues, uh, with my hobby, with my leisure time. So why would I take any risk? Why would I change something? I just want it to be as it is. And uh, sometimes when I feel something's going to change, and actually it's a positive change. Uh, I wouldn't say like I'm a person who says no to changes to any possibilities like um, vice versa I want um, I'm open to a lot of possibilities uh, challenges and changes but I want it to be positive and if I feel that something gonna change for bad uh, of course I'm I feel this um, internal worrying I like what I'm hearing, not like in the way that you might expect, but let's play a little game. You know, imagine little Yulia in that small village near Lviv, and she wants to give you some advice now about life. What would little Yulia <laughs> tell, you know, mm-hmm. older but still very young mm-hmm. Yulia? What advice would she give you? <laughs> uh... Uh, okay, so um, I will. Uh, so don't take you know like bad thoughts in your mind, and don't try to focus on it, and don't waste your time. Be open to everything, and uh, just live as it is. Yeah. Yes, and is this something you're already applying, or it's something that it was important to now hear and remember? I think I'm trying to do this. Great. Like in progress. <laughs> yes, in progress. And this is a really unusual yeah. now interview. We went almost into, we didn't speak about any topic at all, which is fun. I love this because it's about people and about your brain and mind and thoughts. So to ask you another thing, which is a bit different, you are somewhat of an expert on sales and on public relations and things like that. So I'm not going to ask about the specifics. But how do you view people? What is to you the process of sales or like how do you influence someone else or how do you think about people? How do you view your perspective on other humans and the way to change their minds or to sell or to show them the value of what you have? Mm, Yeah, thank you for your question. Uh, My approach is like, I'm trying to think and remind myself that people or in our sales world, our clients, they are just people as I am, you know, and they have the same problems. They have the same day routine. Uh, Okay, someone can be more, um, have more money, have another uh, day routine, be more active, proactive, uh, but be sure that they have the same, like, you know, guilty pleasures. They worry about um, the same things. So when you do your um, tasks, your job, and actually approach this as not like, you know, like robots, and you have to do this, or you obliged to do this, you have to be very strict and formal. Because this is a, a 
you know, like big business and big boss, that's not a working scheme for me. So I'm just trying to be more downers. And I believe that people who are just uh, next side of, uh, you know, like a computer somewhere um, in, you know, like any other point in the world, they are just the same as me. And if you are trying to be as you are, yeah, as you are, uh, you will find, uh, you know, like um, the common ground with the person. You will find uh, how to understand each other. I love what you're saying. I'm hearing two things from two different books that you're mentioning. One is Winning Through Intimidation by Robert Ringer, where he says, to succeed in life, you have to not be intimidated by other people. If you are intimidated by other people, you will not be honest, vulnerable, and true. And therefore, you cannot have success because they see your fake and not real. So that's one thing. And the other is from radical honesty, that when you're absolutely very honest, very open and understanding, uh, showing your humanity, other people will understand that you're also human and they will drop any masks or walls or like pretending to be something they're not. And therefore, you can finally find the common humanity between people. And those are two things you mentioned. Please comment on this as well as speak for foreigners since you grew up somewhat or you visited every summer that village near Lviv. How is the culture of people from that area of Ukraine compared maybe to even Kiev or Odessa? Uh, well, it's very interesting. And this is a topic that still, uh, you know, like grabs my attention because mm, like my mother is originally from uh, this Lviv, from the west part of Ukraine. And my father is like from, I would say, from the central part of Ukraine. And um, when my mother met uh, my father and went uh, to uh, his hometown, well, actually it was home village, <laughs> yeah, um, she was very, you know, like um, surprised because of the different um, traditions, the way we celebrate holidays, and the way we just, um, even how our family bonds are. Of course, it depends on the um, people themselves. But still, um, there in west part of Ukraine, even more our, you know, like uh, living in a small village when there are up to, I would say, 50 um, family. Yeah, and everyone knows uh, like uh, you and your parents and what's going on in your life it's very you know like it's a like a big family you're very open to everyone and um, sometimes it can irritate you uh, but uh, central part of Ukraine is more you know people I would say they're closed and they live like like abandoned i don't know how to say it so of course it differs of course uh, but it has i believe it has a long history it's not just happens or happened uh some years ago just uh 
uh, Ukraine has a very uh, spectacular and wide history. So that's how it, you know, like influences people and their life. Thank you. And I'm hearing two things. Please correct me if this is a wrong assumption. Your life as a big village of, you said, 50 families or a big family, that it influenced you in allowing you to see that everyone is just the same person, they have the same problems, etc. So that's one part. Please comment on it. But there is typically a reverse thing where if you take risks, or make a mistake in such an atmosphere, everyone will know, and there will be like a public humiliation or shame of feeling, oh my God, I will walk around and people are speaking about my mistake and I don't want to repeat that. And in some way, that can push people to not want to take any risks. Could this be a dynamic that operated in your life, whether it's the fact that you grew up in such a um, tight-knit community of 50 families that are one family, or at least you spent a lot of time in that culture, allowed you to see all humans, not as a big boss, like you said. Yeah, it's possible. And the other one about the risk taken, that maybe everyone will speak about any other person's even mistakes. And that thought somehow, no, don't take risks. Otherwise, people will just criticize me. And in evolutionary psychology, if the group kicks you out in the past, you died. So it was very important to have harmony. Yulia, that's absolutely wonderful. And you were born in Kiev, correct? Yeah. What is your favorite thing about Kiev? What are maybe some places you like to go? Maybe you like to do yoga in a park or at least before coronavirus. Maybe there are places you like to mm -hmm. walk. Maybe there is a coffee shop you like to go relax and forget all troubles. Can you share about your life in Kiev as well as you are someone who could have lived anywhere else in Europe or anywhere else. Why did you find that you prefer to stay in Kiev? Uh, well, I would say that I adore my city. Uh, it's very young. I mean, a lot of young people live here. It's very green, a lot of parks. Um, even though now we have a very, I would say, gray weather, you know, but um, it's full of actually a lot of possibilities and you just have to, you know, like dig in to find them and be open to them. I would like to go abroad and stay, you know, like for some months, for example, in Berlin, because I think that Berlin and Kiev somehow uh, similar to me, but I would like to come back here. And, uh, well, actually, coronavirus and everything around this just uh, didn't, just don't give the possibility to go to, to have fun uh, at nightclubs and bars. But uh, that's the only thing I miss. And, of course, is uh, traveling. Uh, but everything related to walking and observing the city, people, streets, everything is, is okay. I can do it. Yeah, so mm, just nightclubs, nightclubs, and all these uh, techno parties that uh, I adore as well. That's the only thing I miss. I love that, and I have to ask two things that comments about other guests. One guest 
who was a lawyer, said it was actually an opportunity because Ukrainians used to travel to uh, Bulgaria or they used to go to other places. And now they are discovering many beautiful parts of Ukraine and traveling all over the country, which allows them to see uh, new locations that they didn't discover before and therefore discover the true beauty that is available in Ukraine. Can you comment on this as well as Sonia from Tsum, she said that she loves, you know, nightclubs and everything. And she said there is an underground culture in in Kiev mm-hmm. of people who are not trying to pretend to be better than they are. They don't try to look more successful than they are, but they dress cool. They have really open minds. They have really good values and are like such a great underground community. I imagine maybe you're part of that. So can you comment on this or whether what is it about it or how does it exist? So the underground community and that ability to for people, Ukrainian people, because of coronavirus traveling inside the country, discovering all the beautiful, unusual places they didn't know about before. Yes, that's true. That's true that you are. You know, it happens when I'm and my friends uh, before coronavirus were thinking about a new, tra- a new trip abroad. I was thinking like um, um, I've been to different um, European countries, uh, but, uh, you know, and I'm trying to go more and more and more. But uh, like, am I the one who really knows uh, my country? in details i think that there are a lot of places i've never been to within uh ukraine so i should better uh focus on that and think of a trip within ukraine because there are a lot of places i haven't seen and i'm sure that they are very beautiful and regarding the underground um wave in ukraine yes that's totally true and i support and i like this philosophy when you are trying to be as you are and you you know like pretending is not an option so as i as you know like as i told you um i like city because there are a lot of young people but it's not about um age it's about the way you feel and uh people um who go to these um underground parties um, underground communities, let's say, they just um, they they just together because uh, they have something in common. They just don't. Uh, it's not related to age or money or status or anything else. Thank you. Can you comment more? Because I had Stefania who used to say that in Ukraine, even if people don't have much money, they will buy the most expensive clothes they can and even if they go mm-hmm. to the supermarket mm-hmm. they will wear them so that people think they're really successful even in, in reality it's not and she said it's so much pressure from society in ukraine to appear as if you're someone really rich really successful really amazing really smart really perfect and she thought it's like wow it's so much pressure if i go abroad I see that people are more simple in Germany, for example, or Canada. If they want to wear comfortable clothes and walk around without makeup, it's okay. But she thought 
in Ukraine if I walked around without high heels, makeup, and dressed like I'm successful. I will feel almost ashamed uh, compared to people and that everyone is trying to look always better than they are. I know you said you prefer the underground culture, but can you comment on this? And whether maybe with the younger mm-hmm. generation, it's reducing and people are more and more being who they are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, well, regarding the looking, you know, like rich and pretending you are a big shot, that's, uh, well, that exists, but I would say it's more personal. The example you provided, that's about how a person feels. Because, um, of course, there are people who are trying to be cool and they think that everything cool they have, this money, I don't know, cool clothes, I don't know, uh, the best cars and so on, the status of their parents. Mm, but that, I don't know, they, th- that doesn't uh, touch any like uh, adequate person uh, because this is not about your clothes. This is not about your uh, appearance. So for me, it's very hard to imagine the situation of me being pushed because I'm not wearing heels and, I don't know, uh, branded clothes. So that's not about me and the way I was growing up and uh, my friends, my parents and so on. But such people do exist. They, in Ukraine especially, that's about mentality. If you compare uh, Ukraine and some, you know, Scandinavian Scandinavian countries, sorry, uh, Germany, I don't know, France and so on, uh, they will spend their, you know, like lost money to look good, but they will have nothing like, you know, spiritual about this. Uh, and they want to say, I'm cool to people who are just the same as they are. They both, they, you know, like they are lost. I think those people are lost. And, um, but it's, you know, like, um, also related to history, I believe, uh, because here in Ukraine, you are cool if you are, you know, like on the top of the society. I love that. If I miss something. No, no, it's good. It reminds me also of uh, Marcus Aurelius when he was the Tsar, the Caesar of Rome, and he had a journal where every day he wrote his thoughts and his lessons. And one of the things he said any person who's trying to look very cool and great and will criticize others if they don't do that, those persons don't even love themselves because they keep criticizing themselves in their brain. So why would you try to have love from someone who doesn't even love themselves? And that is what you're saying. I'm not criticizing anybody. If someone chooses to be anything they want, of course they can. I am for freedom. And people are different. Each group will tend to like each other and not like people who don't share the same values. And that's how humans are. You're not supposed to have chemistry and get along with everyone, but you respect everyone and their different thoughts. To finish, can you share two things? One, I know you spoke about this before, but can you share what is Ukraine and Ukrainian people to a foreigner who never visited so that they have an idea? Like some guests before told me, if you took Europe, the US, Asia, and the Middle East, and you mix them all together, you will have Ukraine. That's what he said. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know what you will say to describe what does Ukraine mean to you? What is so valuable about it? And in the end, where can people discover more about you, connect with you and communicate with you if they want? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, well, the idea of Ukraine is a mix of different um, parts of the world. That's a nice try, but I would say that... Um, Ukraine is as well very diversity. Uh, that's why here you can feel, you know, like the spirit of uh, Soviet Union uh, in architecture, in the way people do business, because uh, that's how it works here in Ukraine for over like 20, 30 years. Why would it change? And still there are people who are trying to open the door to something more modern, new, underground as well, young and uh, fresh to open, you know, like this door. So this is a mix. Ukraine is a mix. and um, But still, I believe there are a lot of traditions that are very cool and very, you know, like um, folk-related, great nature and a lot of nice people. But every time you go um, to, every time you want to visit a new place, just um, remember that you are a stranger to them, right? And be careful. So, I mean, just uh, if you go to Ukraine as well, know that there are a lot of nice people, but uh, don't be, you know, like open to everything and everyone because you may find and face bad people as in any other country so just um you know follow your feelings and i'm sure that when you come here you will uh, find you know like the right path with right people who will show you the great uh, kiev or the whole ukraine regarding the connecting me you can find me in facebook um you can find me um, in linkedin julia vlasova Yulia, yeah, I think Yulia, yeah. Um, connect me and I'm happy to any connections um, just to be friends and welcome to Ukraine. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure and I wish you a great and fantastic day. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks for uh, your questions and for your contribution to uh, Ukraine, yes, and um, uh, our culture as well. So I wish you and your channel or say podcast. Yeah, right. Big, big good luck. So yes.